what I will say in here is that while I think the experience in the class itself, um, student-led concept is great, um, what I have started to notice, and, and Bella will agree, is that kids, you know, you can't force everybody to be an entrepreneur. You, you're going to gain things from the design thinking. You're going to gain things from just the mindset. Um, but still, you know, some people just want the normal study hall now. They Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast brought to you by the Education Podcast Network. Today, I have on educator Jason Vest. Jason is a teacher just outside of Richmond, Virginia. And, well, he's got eighth graders doing what a lot of college kids are working on. He's got them thinking innovatively, uh, using a lot of design uh, theory, and, and just has them doing real-world relevant things. The other thing I love about this podcast is he also has on one of his students with him to talk about it, um, and he is here to showcase what can be possible in the classroom. Towards the end, he gives all his contact information, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, but other than that, take a listen to the interaction between Jason and Bella and uh, hear how an eighth grade class can be transformed into an innovation hub. Enjoy this one. Without further ado, Jason Vest. All right, so now I am joined with Jason Vest and his student. We'll get to that here in a second. Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Don. Really great opportunity. I, I appreciate it, sir. Sure, sure. So you're in a suburb there in Virginia. You can you can get to your school and, and where you're at here in a second. Um, but uh, you also have a student with you. And I love that because we're going to talk a little bit about innovation and middle school and all that other good stuff. So could you quickly introduce your student real quick? Yeah, so uh, with me, I have one of the students in my innovation class, uh, Bella. <laughs> and, and Bella is there at which middle school? What you did. So, yeah, she is at uh, Hungry Creek Middle School, which is in Henrico County, uh, which is a, basically a county just outside of Richmond, Virginia. Right. And you opened up by saying in middle school innovation class. And I remember when you reached out to me and I was like, no way, that's exciting. Tell her by what you do there in the middle school innovation class. So I guess I have to start uh, at the end of last year. You have your exit interview with the principal, and we had plans for what we were going to do with this particular block of the day. And everybody was basically going around this schedule to remediate um, slash, you know, reading focus slash just a little sprinkle of innovation. And really, we were just calling it that. So I just really wanted to do something different. So I just went into his office and proposed that, uh, we basically take a select group of kids and turn them into entrepreneurs so that they could really actually take some money uh, back to their families and have something to work with. Um, and like most principals, he kind of looked at me funny and said, well, see what else you can come up with. So uh, fast forward through the summer, we developed some partnerships with uh, uh, our higher ed, uh, one of our higher ed universities here, uh, VCU. Um, and kind of set up uh, the beginnings of the program. And so we basically have a hybrid design thinking uh, entrepreneurship class. And we just have uh, a lot of support from the community, working, collaborating with them. And um, it's been great. That's awesome. So I sometimes I ask the question why first, but 
why did you want to do this class? You said that, you know, you had a, a sprinkling of this and sprinkling that you, you, you wanted to do this. Why? So I've, I wouldn't consider myself a veteran teacher. This is my seventh year teaching. I've only been in middle schools though. And I guess I just really felt like what I wanted the kids to get out of a class, they weren't able to get because of the state standards and all of the other mandates that schools face. And so I just really wanted to try and uh, do something different. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur. I had no, um, no idea why, but really um, a particular area uh, of our uh, school um, is uh, public housing. And I wanted to actually get every student involved there just in this program uh, and kind of take back those skills. But um, it, it did evolve into something different with, with some other random students. But I, I guess it's one of those things, really, I just knew in my heart and definitely know now based on what we've been able to do in just six months time, that this kind of learning where kids get to choose what they're doing, uh, where they're actually doing things that matter to them, uh, definitely the right way to go. No, I love hearing that. So Bella, Bella, explain to me a little bit about some of the things that you've done uh, through the class. Cause I, one thing I really, well, first of all, I appreciate you being on because sometimes, you know, teachers like, Oh, we're doing this and we're doing that. And sometimes we just have a, a little bit of skepticism, like really what's going on over there. And so uh, when I talked to Mr. Vest, he's like, Oh yeah, I'd, I'd love to have on a student. And obviously he, he wanted you to be here for a reason. So tell, tell everybody what you've been working on there in the innovation class. Um, when we first started, we went to VCU and we got in little groups and we had to make like a tangible object that was like useless. And then after like a month and a half, we went to VCU and presented it to college students. And the college students also made like an object to present back to us. And then we did a lost sock project and we had to bring in a sock that doesn't have a match anymore and we had to make it useful again and then we went to greenwood and made skits with the uh kindergartners there in front of a green screen and spent time with them and then we've had a lot of like people come in and just talk to us about this class and then on March 8th, we're having a dinner in downtown Richmond. I'll just jump in here on this one. Sure. So um, it seems like, looking back, that the first half of the class has been a big focus on design thinking and, and just that kind of framework. Mm -hmm. um, and now we're getting into um, kind of the entrepreneurship side. And so we came together uh, really in response to a video that was released uh, from a neighboring middle school um, that uh, made national headlines. And essentially it was um, something to do with race uh, in particular two, two different students um, involved. And um, essentially the kids didn't want that story to tell their narrative. And so we came up with this concept of bringing everyone together and creating a viral video that would instantly end up on Ellen and then make everybody famous. But then uh, the eighth graders, uh, not surprisingly, based on this group, told me that, you know, we got to do something more. We can't just have this be a video. And so what we're doing on 
March 8th is uh, we're all kind of uniting around the concept of us all starting our own individual businesses. So each student in here or a group of students uh, is going to essentially attempt to launch a company, a movement, a product of their choice. Um, And so we're inviting, we have a partnership with the Ruger Restaurant Group, and we are inviting um, local startup companies uh, and then just kind of uh, VCs in the area, kind of startup incubators to this dinner to basically give us some tips, but then also hopefully continue the uh, relationship and network after March 8th. So Bella, what's, what's been your favorite project? I mean, you, you listed about five or six things from the, you know, useless product to the, the spare sock and all that good stuff. What, what, what stood out the most? The VCU project. Yeah. Because you got to present it to the college kids or because they got to work with you or, or why? Because we got to go to a college and yeah. present in front of like a college professor and like college students. That's awesome. Uh, and so, Jason, uh, like uh, this, you know, other things you, you guys are working on. First of all, you guys are dreaming big, and I love that. And, and you guys want to have some virality to your videos and everything else. Um, but ha- have you gotten any pushback on focusing on entrepreneurialism at, at this young age? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, we get mixed reviews, as you can uh, imagine. Um, I am the only teacher in this particular building, and um, for that matter, in any of the middle schools um, doing this. There is actually, we have 72 schools in Enrico County, eight middle schools. Uh, one high school offers an entrepreneurship class, um, but it's more theory based. It's nothing like the practicality of what we're doing. So, uh, back to my building, um, there are a lot of people that are super on board and participate and ask questions and love what we're doing. And then there are those that, for whatever reason, uh, are not too happy with what we are doing. Um, because, uh, as you know, this kind of thing is uh, relatively new in uh, yeah. the school system that we have. Uh, and for our particular county, it is... Uh, definitely innovative and something that uh, we are purposefully trying to uh, expand. And oh, I'm sure the first thing you get from some people is how is this going to increase scores on the test? Uh, yes. And so to that point, um, we have, uh, I guess, the freedom in this class because this is slated where, you know, it's not a content class. Um, so we are able to do what we want to do. But yeah, it, it always comes back to uh, you know, if if we allow this, and, and we've had conversations, we've had direct meetings with with uh, decision makers at central office asking us, you know, what what we think about this and how to scale it or whatever. And um, you know, ultimately, it comes down to schools that uh, are already performing well can and should have a class like this. Uh, but those that don't, the real question is, is this going to improve scores? Yeah. And, and so does it come down to it basically, and you know, no, nobody's explicitly saying this, but it really comes down to making the decision to add more time for math or English, or perhaps take a risky chance on an innovation class like we're doing. Um, that's really that's it. Yeah, that's near and dear to my heart. I mean, it, it's it's tough. I mean, one of the guys we work with here at Started Up, uh, Jamal, is in Tampa, and 
you know, he, he was trying to, basically he was trying some really unique things uh, very much in the same realm and things were all hunky dory until some of the, the school numbers came out. And then there was like, Oh, well th- that's like the first thing that gets thrown out. And of course, like right about now music and art teachers are throwing up their hands and saying, welcome to our world. Yeah. Um, and in which case they'd be absolutely correct. Um, because it is like, it's so weird that we're having this discussion in 2018 in the sense that the things that are moving people forward are not short-term memorization. It's just, it's not. Right. And and yet like listening to hear, you know, listening to Bella saying, Oh, we have to do this and this and that. And like, like all these are cool experiences, like really cool experiences and beyond cool experiences. She's making connections, yep. and not just mental connections, but you know, personal connections. And if we all took a like step back and took a serious look at where we're going, you might ask yourself, was Bella served better that day? Was she, would she have been served better to sit down and coach her to how to, to pass the test by a, a few more points? Or was it better for her that day to go spend a day with a university professor, some students and be creative? And, and, you know, I know what the answer is. You know what the answer is. I just want to hear from Bella. Bell, and, 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 and I don't want you to look at like, and don't give me the answer. Well, well, this memorizing the test would have been boring. Like why, like what, if you had a choice between doing these things, in innovation class or wanting to pass the test with, with more classes, what would you do? Do this innovation class. Uh, but Why? I mean, you you might get two more points higher on. on, on okay, so I'm 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 not gonna be mean, Bella, because I, I believe in everything you just said, right? No, please, I, please be mean. She can take it. She's smiling now. <laughs> like let let her have it. Darling. Okay, so well, Bella, man, if you if we were gonna teach you techniques on how to pass the test a few more points higher, wouldn't that be beneficial? No, because it doesn't matter if you get like a score or higher, because you're still like passing it, I guess, and if. You okay, can't. but Bella, what about the kids that don't pass? Like, like, so say that there's a couple of kids and they just barely, they barely failed it, but they failed it. And um, and I'm not going to pick on your school administration. So say this is, let's pretend this is another school, and the school administrator said, "Hey, these kids can't go because they didn't pass." Do you think that? Um, and I, like, there is no wrong answer on this, Bella. But do you think that they should stay back and do the test prep stuff? Or do you think that they should go to the field trip and work with university people? Personally, I would go to the field trip and then at home, just like focus more on school. But I think kids that like aren't like that aren't passing. No, no, I, I love that I hear the struggle in your voice because Bella, this is the hard decisions we're, we're having to make now because I personally believe um, that when you open up uh, creativity, design thinking, entrepreneurship to kids that don't enjoy school, first of all, they may start enjoying school a little bit more. I, I bet you a dollar if I said, do you enjoy school a little bit more when you're in Mr. Vest class? And I would bet you a dollar you'd say yes. And, and, and this is an auditory podcast. I saw you nod your head. Um, so for our audience, she was saying yes anyway. Um, but so, but at the same time, I do understand a lot of people's point, like, Hey, if they're not failing, I mean, if they're failing, they've got to, they got to pass that test. And that's the reality of it. Um, this is the real catch 22 we're in. And, and I, and I am saddened because I think the kids that are not passing, especially the kids that are barely not passing, it may be cause of an attitude. And if you made, 
school more fun and engaging, maybe they do better. <laughs> Thoughts on that? Either one of you. Yeah, so I, she, she keeps looking at me and smiling because uh, your question was very similar to a uh, heated conversation we had a couple of days ago where essentially, kid, you know, these are eighth graders, so they're going to high school next year. and You know, they're six months away from it or, or whatever. And so they're filling out courses for next year and enter the um, holy grail of standard versus advanced diploma and just what that really means. And, uh, you know, Don, I've heard you talk about this before, but just from our end, you know, ultimately we have kids. I have a kid in particular that wants to be a veterinarian, like definitely going to college for that. But some kids just want the advanced diploma because they think that that's setting them apart, that that's guaranteeing some type of success for them. And my argument was go for the advanced diploma. It's not about getting it or not getting it, but also go ahead and try to start your business. Go ahead and take some other risks because from what I know, you're going to go with the UVA is a close, a school close by that, that a lot of people try to get into. So UVA, I mean, how many advanced diploma applicants do you think UVA gets? How many advanced diploma applicants do you think with kids that also have a startup that's either successful or not? And so that was my big argument, to not just focus on uh, that piece of paper at the end of the uh, high yeah, school Yeah, but to have career. some experiences under your belt, absolutely. No, I, one thing I really love and hearing in Bella's voice and, and Jason, your passion is um, I'm hoping, and I'm not going to get you in trouble here. At least I hope not. But I hope the high school feels a little bit, a little bit of the heat. I want the high school to say, boy, maybe we should have an elective. Um, because, you know, I, I, I do a lot of work with other schools. And one thing that I, I thoroughly enjoy doing is going all the way back to, I think third grade is a really great place to start with Genius Hour. I've had some people say, no, it's, it's a great first, second grade tool as well. But I like it because, you know, as the kids start to understand that, man, part of your day should be engaging like this. Part of your day should be innovative like this. Part of your day should be creating instead of just, you know, always, you know, being passive. And so also that puts the pressure on the middle school. And the middle school hears about all these great genius hour projects. And they're like, man, maybe we should, maybe we should do something like that. Yeah. And then you just keep filtering on up. And so I'm hoping that your class is a, is a, um, a gentle nudge to your high school of thinking maybe we should uh, do an elective or something. And then yeah. obviously the, you know, the thing is your actual student work is everything and, and Bella, no pressure. Um, but I'm sure that's what Mr. Vest is counting on, right? So a lot of times people, there, there's this uh, couple of uh, writers in education, they're very outspoken and they keep saying, well, if we just allowed for freedom, our students would rise to the occasion. And uh, my students were like, mm, kind of, but you know, a lot of our students are like, it takes time. You have to have this mindset first. You know, if all of a sudden, like if I walked into an average I'm just going to pick on, you know, I used to be a freshman English teacher, but like if, if I just walk into the average freshman English class right now and said, you're free to do anything, most people will do nothing because students are used to sitting around and waiting for instructions. So if I don't instruct them exactly what to do, it doesn't happen. And that's, I think that's why it's the, the, the genius of, well, genius hour, 20% time. And then what Mr. Vest's class is, he's given you guys a structure to start being creative and do stuff, something but without like anything goes kind of mentality. Um, so Bella, back to you. Um, how, how has the average 
What, what has been some of the, the insights from the, uh, the people not in your class? Like, are they like other students confused about what you guys get to do? Um, or, or are they excited? Are they a little jealous? What, what's, what's going on there? Well, like some of my really close friends and other classes I have with them, I tell them about what we're doing and they're like, how are you so lucky to be in that class? Like, why wasn't I chosen? And they're just like, I guess happy for me, but like they also wish they were in this class too. That, okay. So back to you, Mr. Vest, how, how, you know, next year, um, I'm assuming probably the enrollment will, you'll probably get requests to have it go up. How do you guys choose? Yeah. So, I mean, this, you know, I had my ideas for the original, you know, breakout of the course. Um, principal saw it differently. And for this year, it was just uh, a totally random placement by, by counseling. So there was no selection process, but that's actually a great question that um, we don't have an answer for yet, you know, because what, what I will say in here is that while I think the experience in the class itself, um, student-led concept is great, um, what I have started to notice, and, and Bella will agree, is that kids, you know, you can't force everybody to be an entrepreneur. You, you're going to gain things from the design thinking. You're going to gain things from just the mindset. Um, but still, you know, some people just want the normal study hall now. They, and, you know, I'm, I'm saying study hall. and a principal would hate me for saying that, but you know, having time to get work done in other classes and sit around and kind of talk with their friends. And, you know, we don't really get that in here. I mean, yes, I have to tell the kids every day to stop sending things on Snapchat while I'm talking about whatever we're doing, but uh, you know, we are working in here and we are doing things. So, um, you know, to your point of like next year in particular, so our, our County, uh, is taking a lead for middle school. So we have a middle school transformation team and um, there's some pillars that we're basing everything on, but essentially where we're trying to get middle schools to go uh, here at Hungry Creek with this class, we're already there. Uh, and so for this to not be offered uh, at another middle school at least or multiple classes or even scaling up. And, and I've told the kids, I would love to go with you uh, as ninth graders and those that want to stay can stay, those that want to leave can leave. Um, but it's just, uh, it's almost, um, it's a moral obligation really to have this kind of class at least offered for these kids that are getting it. Because quite frankly, if they don't have something this innovative uh, and this kind of outside the box, they're going to take a step back as soon as they go to ninth grade. Or worse yet, just keep going with the <laughs> current status quo and not think about. Well, actually, you know, I take that back. I think what you are doing is is almost inhumane if they don't get another chance, another shot at, at, at creativity and unbridled innovation. Uh, it's one of those things that once you taste it, you know, it, there's no going back. Yeah. And, and and that's why I, I it hurts me. When I see um, the, and I'm going to be honest, like a lot of elementaries are, are a lot more forward thinking on the genius hour time, right? But to, to their credit, they have a little bit more flexibility in their schedule. So when I see kids that are fired up about genius hour, 20% time, whatever you want to call it, and they leave elementary and they go to middle school and it's a thud. And they're like, yeah. there, what do you mean there's no time for me to work on projects I'm passionate about? And all of a sudden, like literally they've said, what do you mean you're going to take the joy out of my life? 
um, you know, I, I, this is normally the, 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 my, my focal point is when people talk to me about innovation, all this other stuff in the classroom, I said, look, this isn't replacing education. It's enhancing it. Right. You know, I like, you have to be able to read and write. You cannot be innovative and creative. If you don't know how to read and write. You don't know how to be innovative. If you don't understand history and see how it repeats itself. You know, we still love a lot about most education. What, what you're asking for and what I'm asking for is, could, could you give us a little bit, you know, a little time in the schedule, uh, a little time for the students to like, you know, heck, <laughs> I think even one of like some of the most famous diets that seem to work is like, hey, look, just be disciplined through this part, but we'll let you have fun on this part. Yeah. You know, I, I know when I was a kid, when, you know, I'd look forward to recess, right? Because sure, I was yeah. like, okay, I will behave myself and I will not because, boy, if you threaten recess, I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll stop now. You know, this is similar in the sense that like, hey, if you learn the things that you should do, then we'll let you have time to do the things you want to do. And I, I think that like, I don't know why that's so hard for a lot of schools to start looking at that and going, oh, okay. Matter of fact, that's kind of the way I describe 20% time. Like one day, somebody said 20% of what? And I was like, I was hoping you'd never ask. I'm like, to me, our, our 50% of what we do is cover the standards. And that's fine. You know, it's 50%. So the other 30% is, so that's what you have to do. What you should do is that 30%. And that is the things that you should do, but you don't have to. That's like, you know, problem solving and, and, and you know, uh, a lot of uh, project-based learning and things of that nature that enhance the have to, to do the should to. And that leaves you 20%. So it's have to, should do, want to. And that 20% is, you know, all of a sudden you're armed with, all of a sudden a kid who is taught, uh, you know, some basics of economics, right? That's something they had to learn. Then all of a sudden they should look at a project. So like I used to teach the hatchet in sixth grade. I had to teach the hatchet. I used to then sprinkle in some economic, you know, economic concepts on supply, demand, specialization, things of that nature. That's things I should do. And then lo and behold, some of the kids during Genius Hour, they wanted to learn about the stock market. And I should allow time to do that. And I, I just, I, I, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm hum, like humbled and honored that A, you have Bella on because it's, it's proof that this is working. Thank you so much, Bella, for being on. But Jason, it's, it's like, it, it's awesome to hear this because like when we explain it this way, people are like, yeah, why wouldn't we? I mean, it's it, like what guys like us are, and girls like us are doing, it's common sense. You're, you're offering it, you're offering a class that just makes sense. And, um, it's just funny how, you know, I'm sure you are ruffling a few feathers. That's fine. Um, but when you continue to showcase, and this is my only ask of you, I hate when I do that bell, I'm going to repeat that back. And this is the only thing I ask of you remain transparent. You know, I know you're starting to blog now. Um, we need more stories like this because outliers and singletons don't survive. Right. And when you have on the Bellas in your class, when you have on, I'm sure you have other really great students, when you start featuring what they do, I think a lot of people start taking a look at this and going, huh, this does seem to make sense. So for those reasons, I sincerely appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, Don, I, th I think the, I think the greatest, um, again, I use the word validation that we're getting from this is like Bella said, we constantly have people just coming in and, wanting to hear about what we're doing like this this whole march 8th uh you know we're calling it startups at supper 
inviting the community uh, startup folks around. Uh, I ran into a, a guy at a wedding and he said, oh, I'm a business manager, you know, back in Richmond. And, you know, this, this is totally out of our element, but we'd love to come in and see what you guys are doing and figure out just how we can be involved. So, you know, that that's what really gets me going is that essentially we have official partnerships from higher education. So that's one big worry for parents is how's my kid going to get into college? Like, how is this going to help them then? Well, we, we have them on board with what we're doing. The other piece is how's it going to get them a job? You know, what is the real world going to think? And again, we have the real world, the community being thrilled at the idea of eighth graders getting this kind of experience. And so I, I just, I'm with you. I don't see uh, I don't see what we're waiting on. This, this should be a, a mandated thing across the country, um, at least in one class for every kid at every school. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's going to get done when teachers that are taking a little bit of a risk and kind of invent their own class uh, are transparent about it. And that's exactly why I wanted to be on the show. Um, it's honestly that's that's been the trajectory of even this podcast. I mean, you know, when you called me earlier in January, the, I, there's a reason why I didn't feature any educators in year one. I wanted us to hear from some of the non-biased people, not in education, talk about common sense stuff like this. And then in year two, I wanted to feature teachers like you. And then, you know, and then I, my one ask is, hey, could you bring along a student with you? It means a lot. So, um, yeah, I, I think that I think this there's a new day and I think it's going to adapt. Uh, there's been some people that are very negative about education will never change. And I understand the cynicism and I understand the lack of patience because <laughs> I go through it. I mean, like I, sometimes I'm like tap my foot. I'm like, come on, people. Um but uh, as long as you remain steadfast and you keep pushing and promoting like this, I think, you know, you guys are going to make a, a lot of impact and you're going to, uh, you know, impress a lot of schools and hopefully they'll, they'll look at best practice and start to call you guys. All right, Bella and Jason, I sincerely appreciate you. Uh, Jason, do you want to promote uh, your social media blog and everything else? Yeah, so um, uh, most platforms I can be found at uh, Mr. Vest RVA. Uh, I do have a new website blog, jasonrvest.com. And then as a testament to the kids, um, I am starting a new podcast, have started a new podcast called After Ed, um, where we're doing uh, something kind of like what you do, where uh, we're just having people that are disrupting the status quo. Uh, with some kind of foot in education, just hearing from them, whether it's students, educators, or other thought leaders. And then um, my favorite thing is After Ed Live, which can be found on YouTube. And essentially, it's showcasing the awesome things that kids are doing right now uh, that don't necessarily fit into the curriculum. So, for example, we have um, a kid I told to write a song for me on a ukulele. She did it in 10 minutes and performed it. I got a couple kids uh, that have uh, produced a beat on camera for me and posted that. I got a girl that was on uh, Chop Junior and made it to the finals and is going to teach me how to cook a basic meal. So things like this, skills uh, that don't normally get noticed, we're trying to give a platform uh, so that they can do just that. That's awesome. All righty, guys. Bella, any last words for us? No. <laughs> okay very good all right well guys i sincerely appreciate you being on the show and uh hopefully some people will reach out to you guys and give you some words of encouragement and maybe even pick your brain to, to start a program of their own 
Thank you for having me. All right. We'll see I you guys. Appreciate it, Don. Thank you. Boom. There you go. Jason Vest and his student, Bella. I'm telling you, he gave you all of his information. Uh, you should check out what they're doing there at Hunger Creek Middle School. They're going to wow you. The thing that I'm so excited about is um, been in some meetings here recently with them and uh, proud to say that we're you know, going to be taking a look at what they're doing. Uh, follow along. I'm telling you, there's some going to be amazing things come out of that program for sure. Also, if you want to, where we find people like Jason is that uh, people in our Facebook community are recommending teachers like this. So if you go to facebook.com slash start ed up, your recommendations of, hey, you should see what this teacher is doing or that teacher is doing or what this student is doing is always a blessing. And that's how we grow. Other than that, this is Don Wetrick reminding you again that opportunities are everywhere. We'll see ya.